This is Homebuyer Talk Radio with your host, Mark Evinger. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Homebuyer Talk Radio. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk with a top-performing real estate agent who balances her passion for real estate with a full-time job, being married to a police officer, and raising three kids. If you're thinking of building your own home or have one already in the process, our expert home inspector is going to give you a couple of big tips that can save you lots of money and some major headaches. In studio with me today is one of our show contributors, Joey Bada, who is a real estate expert and associate broker at San Antonio's Finest Realty. Joey, as always, great to have you back in the, in yeah, the yeah. studio. Yeah. Nice to be back. <laughs> What's up? I like your shirt, man. <laughs> Thank it's, you. A, it's a nice blue. Thank you. It's a nice blue. It's very fiesta-y. Yeah, it is. fiesta And if you're watching on video, take a note of his logo there. It looks like a Disney building. It's a castle. Castle? <laughs> trying to do this backwards. There you go. Other side. Yeah, it was backwards. I'm trying to do that. It's a castle. Also with us in studio today is Kristen Arroyo, who is a top-performing real estate agent with San Antonio's Finest Realty. Kristen, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And I know I'm not saying your last name correct. Would you please say your name correctly? I'm going to try. Okay. okay. So I'm married into this <laughs> I'm going to try. Arroyo. 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 I can't roll my R's. I just can't do it. And we have Mike Marlowe with us. He's the veteran uh, home He's the owner of Veteran Home Inspections and an expert home inspector. Mike, welcome back for the third time. Always great to be back. Your videos are doing extremely well. I I did have some stats. Uh, Actually, I'm going to go through them here in just a second. A quick reminder that you can catch our podcast episodes and watch video versions of our show anytime by visiting our website at homebuyertalkradio.com. And our YouTube channel is a great place to watch videos and of the show and have uh, we have them organized in nice little clips where you can get like right to the point. You don't have to waste any time. You can search for Homebuyer Talk Radio on YouTube or visit homebuyertalkradio.com and click on the YouTube link there. Mike, last time I checked, your see, I have your videos in a playlist as well. Right. Over 10,000 views Great. and over 600 likes. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I've, I think I'm at, I want to say between six and 700 hours of downloaded content in one week. Wow. Yeah, so. Uh, that's doing great. Yeah, we're really having a good time with that. All right, so up first, Kristen. She is an award-winning real estate agent with the Butter Group and won Rookie of the Year. Now, Joey, Rookie of the Year, really? (laughs) 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 It sounds so cop-like. I I I love it. Did she get like a T-shirt or something that said Rookie of the Year? No, she got a trophy. Oh, you got a trophy? I did. I got a trophy. Did not get a bonus, but I got a trophy, and it was a Superwoman trophy. Okay. Should have brought it. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that was a superwoman. It was actually pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So, rookie of the year in her first year, and went on to be the top producing agent for two years in a row. She has worked over thirteen years as a social worker. Is married to a San Antonio police officer, and has three beautiful children who inspire her to be the best in everything she does. Kristen, a very warm welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Joey. So, Kristen's on your team. Give us a little she bit is. of a background and kind of, you know, obviously she's she's a superstar. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. We um um. We've known her husband because we used to work with him for a handful of years. And um, I guess her, he had kind of reached uh, out to me on social media and says, hey, I see what you guys are doing. Um, and, you know, I would love for my wife to kind of sit down. She's looking for a side hustle, something to kind of go over there and to, you know, to start off with. So we ran into them out uh, at a social event. <clears throat> A bar. Spurs game. Spurs game, sir. We were right near the court. We were out volunteering. Volunteering at a We were handing out those towels. Really, very philanthropic. And we was at a bar. Um, <laughs> no, and she came up to me and she said, she goes, hey, look, I've been watching what you guys have been doing. I want, I want to be a part of this. And she's like, just let me warn you. Um, I'm going to tell you that I don't do anything halfway. Um, 
I'm, I'm very um, uh, focused. I have a, an incredible work ethic and, you know, just kind of watch what's going to happen, you know. And um, she was right on all of those. And it was like the, the fit was like a hand in a glove. Yeah, so I had a brief conversation with her on Zoom uh, as we're kind of getting prepped for the show, and she does seem very, very squared away and, and on purpose, right, if that word hasn't been overused. Uh, so, Kristen, so you have a full-time job already. What really motivated you to say, okay, I want to get into the world of real estate? Now, obviously a good choice choosing the, you know, kind of the family business model of it because of the San Antonio's finest realty, but why did you want to get into the whole world of it? So social work obviously is the business of helping people and helping families. And I've been doing it for so long. I started to think about what I was going to do when it was time to retire. Um, And Uh so real estate actually gives me the opportunity to still be helping families, um, but also, you know, make another career out of it. And it's it's challenging. Um, I enjoy every day. It's a different situation, much like social work, um, because Every family is different. Every family has different needs. And I really enjoy working with the families to help them find their homes. That's cool. And so you're, when you first started, you really came out of the gate hard. So how many homes did you do? You, do you know in your first 12 months about how many homes you sold? Oh, gosh. I should have put those numbers up. Um, I mean, I started off slow with rentals, but I mean, I never turned anybody away. Sure. Um, so I did several rentals. And then I probably say about the seven-month mark is when I really got my first listing which also was a purchase on the other end of that. Oh, nice. And then, you know, it's just word of mouth. It just kept going and going. And that's really what new agents need to focus on is don't get discouraged. Um, it'll happen because I remember being there at some point, never, ever thinking I should give up. But um, I saw, you know, other agents who were being very productive. And I used that as my motivation to keep going. So just pushing and pushing and here we are today. Yeah, and you're, so the San Antonio's Finance, mm-hmm. the Botter Group, is very team-oriented, right? So a lot of support. I always kind of come back to this idea of working with a team in a real estate uh, brokerage, not just by yourself. Uh, some of the advantages there for you? Uh, oh, absolutely. So, you know, um, I am very busy. I, I mean, I can't lie about that. I am fortunate to have a lot of clients that I work with, but on top of my job and my family, we love to travel. So, you know, when situations come up, I know that I have other agents within our brokerage, within our group that, you know, if I need a house shown, I can get that done. Um, Joey and a few other agents and I are breaking into the luxury market and we work those transactions as a team so that not everything falls on just one person. Um, And so it really breaks up the work a little bit and it allows us to, get other things accomplished as well. Yeah, so are you guys going to end up having your own Discovery Plus channel? I hope so. You're gonna- <laughs> yeah. That's next. Wait, That's well, next. when you get that popular, just don't forget us little folks in radio, right? <laughs> so um, it's kind of obvious why you chose the Bada Group, right? Because, I mean, you got to know him a little bit through your husband. Your husband, did. has he been doing referrals for you as well? Mark, he is my best marketer. <laughs> I, don't tell him I said that. Do you give him like a commission or no? Mark. <laughs> Are you nope. going to edit this out? <laughs> <laughs> I am his commission. Oh, you are his commission. Oh. There you go. That's Great. good. <laughs> um, all right. So, sorry, we had a little video issue there. So, um, <laughs> when it comes to your getting started, right? Because this is where, okay, it's one thing to go through the school, right? And get all puffed up and get your little business card and all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to listing your first house, tell me a little bit about that journey, your first one. Um, Nervous? So- 
very ner- very nerve-wracking because much like training that you get in any career, it, everything that you go through in school is by the book. But when it comes to the practice of it, it's not always by the book, right? Like every transaction is different. Every family is different. Every home is different. Um, so it was nerve-wracking, but I have great support around me even still to this day. I mean, Joey, not only has he been my mentor, but he's a really big motivator. I don't know if y'all have noticed that yet, but he's just very motivating with his words and pushing to really not giving us the answer, but to lead us to where we can find the answer. Right, teach you to fish. Exactly. Kind of a thing. That's awesome. Yeah, we get that a lot from from uh, being around his folks. So, Joey, how big is your team now? You've got how many agents? County myself, there's 30 of us. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's a big team. And you get, you cover pretty much everything, right? you got residential, commercial, mm-hmm. farm. What yeah. other categories do you guys cover? Well, and it's, she alluded to it a little earlier. Um, we don't turn away any type of business. If somebody needs a rental, then we're going to help them with a the rental because we realize that if we show them an unparalleled amount of customer service mm-hmm. in a year when their lease is up, they're going to be ready to buy and they're going to come right back to the people that help them. Uh, but we do, um, we do rentals. We do apartment locations where we have commercial real estate. We do farm and ranch. Obviously the backbone is residential home sales. Sure. And we are now actively in the luxury market. But one of the things that makes a good Bata group agent is that everybody gets treated the same. Um, for those of us that grow up, you know, in a lower socioeconomic conditions, we remember that that house was like a castle to us. And we don't lose that understanding and that uh, those ideals across the board. Right. And that's what makes a good agent, not just in the Bada group, but in SAFR and faithfully in general. We're all of that same mindset. And, and Kristen, you touched on this a little bit earlier, but uh, one of my questions is about, you know, feeling like you, you want to give up and keep going. Obviously, you got family support. Um, but because you have a full-time job, right, and you have all the excuses that you need, right, what keeps you from quitting? Um. I mean, first and foremost, my family that's there to support me, my husband, even my kids helping at times, um, Joey, it's, and then more so the clients, um, because I know that they've reached out to me for help and I appreciate them trusting me and reaching out to me. And so the fact that they are requesting my help, it really motivates me to get them to that finish line. Okay, perfect. Um, So obviously, because you're still fairly new, how many years? Two? Uh, no, this is my, I'm going into my fourth year. Fourth year. Okay. So if we got a new agent out there listening and, and they're like, hmm, should I become an agent? What are some of the like things they need to really kind of be aware of that, hey, you might think it's this, but it's really not that kind of a thing. So it's not easy at first. It really isn't. And your productivity and what you take away from this is really going to be dependent upon what you put into it. Um, and so it may not, you may not get a listing right away. You may not get a sale right away, but you need to tell everybody what you're doing and how you're doing it. Um, start with your friends, start with your family, have your friends and family, tell all their friends and family, use social media and don't give up. And just like Joey talked about earlier, treat everybody the same, treat everybody fairly, whether they're asking for a rental, um, assistance with rental or, you know, a buyer that's at the lower end of the spectrum, because if you work hard for those people, they're going to tell everybody else, and that's going to bring you more clients. Yeah, absolutely, because it's word of mouth. It's You're building your reputation as you go, and you kind of live off your reputation. Would you agree with that, Joey? Absolutely. How long have you been doing real estate, Joey? I just finished, I just started my 11th year. Okay. 
All right, so that's a lot of experience to pull from. Okay, so um, as far as social media, you mentioned that. So give me three things that you think would be important for a person who's just becoming a real estate agent to really kind of focus and hone in on. It could be like, well, consistency is probably a good one, making sure that, you know, just give me an idea of maybe three things that a brand new agent should consider when they're doing social media. Uh, Well, you touched on the most important one, which is consistency. Um, Posting regularly, posting tips about buying homes, owning homes, selling homes, anything that you can get out there just to grab people's attention. Videos, um, those grab people's attention a lot. And then sharing, making sure that you're sharing all of your stuff with as many people as you can, um, as well as adding new people to your social media platforms. So sending your friends of friends requests to join your page or to like it. I mean, that really helps get your name out there. Are you doing, so do you have a Facebook page as well, right? I do. I have a Facebook business page. Um, I'm just starting up an Instagram business page, but Facebook allows me to also share um, testimonials that clients publish on certain websites. So everything just kind of links together and you can share everything out there. So one thing that I might add to that is uh, participating in the platform in which you're trying to grow. Right? And that's liking other people's posts and engaging, commenting. And Joe, you guys have a thing going on now. It's it's the 100 emoji. Uh-huh. Tell me a little bit about that. We um, we set our goals for this year, and would we wanted to come up with something that was catchy, um, and that at the same time would show the communities that we serve what our goals would be. So we came up with the hundred hustle, and for our purposes, the hundred hustle means that. As a uh, as an entire brokerage, we want to hit one hundred million dollars in volume sold. We want to get one hundred agents into the brokerage, and we wanted to get all of those agents into a hundred thousand dollars in commission per year. And you're using that one hundred the because that emoji stands out, right? Yeah, it it's it's that hundred percent or hundred hundred emoji, right? Mm-hmm. It's it. I'm actually doing it now. I'm like, yeah, all right, I saw well, that I yesterday. Like yeah, I saw that yesterday. Somebody had posted and he puts the hundred. I'm like, oh, look at Mark. <laughs> and I also, I also want to say, Mark, not just sharing things on my social media pages, but also when somebody else from the brokerage shares things, our brokerage is really amazing at sharing, liking and sharing, liking and sharing. Mm-hmm. And whether they want to work with me or they want to work with somebody else within our brokerage, at least they're finding someone they can trust. Yeah. And that feeds Amen. that algorithm too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so um, uh, Kristen, how can folks get in touch with you if they want to uh, they want to work with you? Well, you can find me on Facebook at Kristen Arroyo um, with my Facebook page. The best contact information, though, is going to be my phone number. That's 210-758-8583. And if you prefer um, email, it's alamohomesbyarroyo at gmail.com. Say your phone number one more time. 210-758-8583. Okay. And, uh, well... I'm excited. Every time I get a, a police officer family that comes in and they're doing real estate, I'm like, I feel like maybe I should have started real estate back when I was a patrolman back in the day, but I don't know. A little late for me. I, I think, think about that a lot. People <laughs> ask me, what's my one regret? It's that I waited. Yep. Oh, I thought you were going to say that Mark wasn't one of your agents. No, that's the, my second regret. <laughs> All right, Joey, tell us a little bit about, uh, you guys got an offer going on right now, San Antonio's Finest 1% Advantage Plan. Tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely. Um, San Antonio's Finest offers a heroes program that saves local heroes thousands at closing. So if you're a nurse, teacher, fire EMS, law enforcement, you're a military veteran, 
uh, active duty military, call today and ask about our 1% advantage plan. Um, we have a, um, a main number that you can call as well. And it's 210-509-4911. 210-509-4911. Or you can visit our website at sanantoniosfinestrealty.com. That's all one word. And that's SAFR, San Antonio's Finest Realty, Homes, Land, Life. All right, coming up next is uh, Mike Marlowe. He's the owner of Veteran Home Inspections here in San Antonio. Mike's been on the show before, and I recommend checking out his popular series on mold inspections. You can find those shows, um, uh, that video playlist on Homebuyer Talk Radio's website at homebuyertalkradio.com or on their YouTube channel. Just search for Homebuyer Talk Radio. Uh, and Mike, you have a YouTube channel as well. What's the... It's Veteran Home Inspections, right? Search that. You should be good to go. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I mentioned earlier that your series is doing extremely well. I'm actually kind of surprised. You know, I I didn't know so many people were that interested in mold. I know it's a great topic, but wow. It's a big problem here in town. Yeah. So I'm not surprised that people are searching for mold, and I'm happy that they're finding our, uh, our content. Yeah, yeah. And so we learned something important on that show, in that series. If you guys don't know, there's such a thing as pink mold. Yes. Pink mold. I don't know. Would a mask work with that? I don't know. Pink mold. Have you ever heard of pink mold, Kristen? I have not, but I'm going to go look at that video when we leave here. <laughs> okay. Again, you mean again? Again. Because again. we did see it when it came out. And so, but we did learn that using a spray called... Concrobium. Concrobium. Concro- yeah. I can't say it. Anyway, what Can he said uh, works extremely well for killing mold in the shower. So if yeah. you can get that on Amazon or anywhere you want. But today we're going to be talking about uh, pre-dry pre-drywall inspection. So obviously when you're building a new house, humans make mistakes, right? I mean, the contractor can make a mistake, the homeowner, the anybody can make a mistake. So walking the, the, the house at various stages is super important, obviously for a homeowner to do that. But then having a third party, such as a home inspector come in and give it a professional look over that's independent from everybody else. And then reporting back to that homeowner is a good idea, right? Oh, yes. So pre-drywall is what we're going to be talking about. And this is going to be another series that we're doing. Um, So with pre-drywall, Mike, why is this so important? This is the last chance to inspect everything, all your framing and your electrical in the walls, everything that's going to be inside the walls covered up by insulation and drywall really soon after the inspection. And it's the last chance to inspect it before it's covered. Now, do you carry a set of plans when you guys go over the house or no? The builders generally don't let us get the plans. If the plans are there, yes, I'm going to use them, yeah, yeah. but uh, it's a trade secret, I guess, that they don't want to see in them. So the homeowner doesn't have a copy of the plans? No, they'll just have a simple floor plan. Okay. Yeah. I would think that that would help with figuring, making sure that things are in the right place, like windows and, you know. It, it would help. It would help, yeah. <laughs> All right, well. Okay, so when it comes to, give me like the top three things that are missed uh, or that they are a problem that you find when doing a pre-drywall inspection? The biggest things we see, uh, improper flashing, like around windows, um, you know, all the junctions where flashing is needed, we find that missing a lot or done improperly. Okay, like windows and chimneys? Yes. Um, the other thing, anchor bolts that are actually holding the frame of the house to the foundation, Um they, it's very rare that we find a house where they're all done correctly. And that has to be done before the pour, right? I mean, they have to get those bolts in, right? 
But that's the issue is that the concrete guys set them when they're pouring the foundation and they don't know exactly where the breaks in the the floor, the bottom plates of the walls are going to go. So, Oh yeah. So they end up going back. The framers end up going back and having to drill into the slab and set new anchors in the correct location. And it's not uncommon for us to find whole walls without anchor bolts. In oh, wow. So, so, and what would be a problem that would occur because there's no anchor bolt? Um, well, movement. Movement of that frame of the house. Yes. Right. Yeah. Or if there's a, uh, a tornado or something yeah, comes tornado, through. Tornado, windstorms, right. things like that, yeah. All right, cool. It would be like the Wizard of Oz, maybe. I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> okay, and, and what would be a third one? So we got the flashing, we got the bolts, and what else? Um, plumbing issues. Okay. Like um, pipes, uh, drain pipes that have not been glued. They've just been stuck together, dry-fitted, and they never went back and glued them. Uh, drain lines trying to run uphill. Uh, that doesn't work too well with, uh, with gravity-fed No, drains. especially if it's in the slab. I mean, right? That's yeah. why t- when I was doing some research on this, I was like, wow. One of the things that this guy had caught on YouTube was that the, the drain was, was not at enough of an angle, so right. yeah. things are going to get stuck. Yep, exactly. And and that's then, no fun. And you're, you're going to be snaking out that drain until you get it fixed because it's just going to you know, build up stuff yeah. there. So, um, And then also with plumbing, like missing nail guards. So the little plates oh, that you yeah. put where the, the plumbing is running through the framing so that the drywallers don't run a screw into your plumbing, you know, later on down the road. Right, right. Why my, does my house smell like that? Well, that's why. Yeah, yeah my <laughs> record on a new construction house was five plumbing leaks. Oh, wow. On one house when I went back to do the final. Um, Any of them in the slab? No, they were all just in, on the walls. Just, from where drywall screws had been run in or, you know, we didn't do the pre-drywall on that one. So, well, let's go through real quick. Uh, the, some of the things that you're checking yep. when you're, when you're doing your inspection. Okay. So we're looking at the entirety of the structure. We're looking at the framing, the roof framing, the floor framing. If it's a two story house, yeah. um, we're looking at the, the sheathing on both the roof and the walls. We want to make sure that it's you know installed correctly, nailed in, and no extra holes that shouldn't be there. Uh, we're looking at the windows. Uh, we'll check to make sure that you know, they're installed correctly. The flashing around them is correct. Yeah, and they tape those too, right? So you've got flashing and then you've got tape. Right. Are they yeah. doing anything else fancy these days or is that pretty much it? That's pretty much it at this okay. point. You can, you know, it's still open so you can see you know, if they installed it correctly. Right. That's a good time to check before yeah. they put once, the masonry Once the up. siding's on, once the drywall's on in the inside, you can't see how they fasten it. That's pretty it, much it, so. yeah. Um, framing. Um, just last week, we had a um, some floor joists for the second floor that, you know, they were supported at one end, and the other end was held up by magic, I guess, because it wasn't really attached to anything except the floor sheathing above it was kind of holding it in place oh wow and it's just like and and these builders are like hey you know you need to get in now because we're going to start insulation and drywall tomorrow so it's like, well no you aren't you got to fix this first but um let's see roof deck thing like plumbing vents do we have a plumbing vent that's going outside you know we've found where they have forgotten to oh run my gosh. the main vent outside well why is a vent important they just forgot yeah <laughs> it, it's important because yeah 
forgot. You need to have a way for air to come behind the the drain, the water being drained. Why? Otherwise, have you ever had a sink that just like really gurgles a lot? Okay, so it's for flow. Yeah, it's, it's to, to help allow flow. it to flow right. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, cool. Okay. Um, let's see. Electrical. Let's talk about electrical. Oh, electrical. So we're going to look the strike at, plates, right? For sure. Yeah, the nail guards. Yeah, yes. The the placement of receptacles. You know, we're going to look and make sure that we have enough receptacles. Again, everything's open. If there's a if a receptacle was missed, it's real easy for them to put it in now. Yeah. If once the drywall's hung, now you, now it's a lot bigger deal. That's crazy. So, um, we're going to look at the the panels if they're installed. Uh, and light fixture locations, smoke detector locations, oh, yeah. all that stuff. Um, we'll look at the HVAC. We're going to look, one, to make sure that you know, what's installed there. Normally the system is in already. The ductwork's installed. We're going to make sure that we have ducts running to all of the rooms. Right. Um, again, it's easy to fix now. It's a lot harder to fix once the drywall's <laughs> That's <no> joke. <laughs> Um, we'll look at gas lines, make sure they're running in the right uh, locations. Um, you know, things like simple things like, you know, where the the kitchen range is going to. Sure. Be. Or and if there's an island, right, that it, yeah. the gas gas lines run to the island. Yeah. If there's but something in there. If there's a gas line run over to where the range is going to be, I want to see a 120 volt plug. Oh. Or if it's there's no gas in the house, I want to see a 240 volt. Plug. Now, there are some dual fuel ranges where you're going to have gas and a 240, but we want to make sure that we have what we're going to need down the road. Can you wire for both of those at the same spot? Yeah, and a lot of builders okay, do. Yeah. They, they'll they put the gas in, and then they'll put a 120 plug and a 240 plug over there uh, just so that the uh, buyer has an option of what type of uh, range they want. To yeah, yeah, I like that. It's good to have options. All right, Mike, if people want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Okay, you can call our office, 210-202-1974. And then online, our website is vhillc.com, like Veteran Home Inspections, LLC.com. Okay, give me that phone number one more time. 210-202-1974. All right, so as we wrap up the show, quick reminder to check out our latest podcast on all the usual podcasts platforms and for video versions of the show you can go to youtube or you can go to our website homebuyertalkradio.com and you can always click on any of the social links there we've got videos everywhere that's gonna be it for us have a great week and we'll see you on the next show thanks for having us yeah.